Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. In less than 24 hours, Team uh, Haley uh, has a response to the omission of slavery as a reason for the Civil War last night in that town hall meeting that uh, that uh, Nikki Haley was hosting. Let's hear what Nikki Haley has said to try to clear the record on that. Of course the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's unquestioned, always the case. We know the Civil War was about slavery. But it was also more than that. It was about the freedoms of every individual. It was about the role of government. By the grace of God, we did the right thing and slavery is no more. But the lessons of what that bigger issue with the Civil War are, is that let's not forget what came out of that, which is government's role, individual liberties, freedom for every single person, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do and be anything you want to be without anyone or government getting in your way. I uh, I didn't see that as a conclusion of the Civil War. I, where is she? Why is she going in all these directions? Yeah. I, I could see if you made the argument slavery, yes, states' rights. Right? Slavery, states' rights. Okay. Why do you think she's decided to extrapolate this into, like, this was the consuming uh, issue that has affected our life ever since? I, I don't understand what the hell she's doing here. You know what I think? I think to assume, I think you've got to assume that the governor of South Carolina, who's running in a presidential primary, I think she knows her audience here. I think that she is keeping an eye on the southern white male conservative slash retrograde vote that exists in the Republican primary. And she wants to be sure to to send some messages to them. She knows how to talk about the Civil War and about Reconstruction. This was not a this was not a gaffe to the people in South Carolina, I bet. And but here's what the 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 the, the, the troubling thing about that answer is it ignores the idea that also what came out of uh, of Reconstruction was the 14th and 15th amendments, you know, like the idea of empowering uh, of empowering blacks to not only vote, but also to have equal protection on the law and all these different types of things. But she knows she has to go from New Hampshire, a fairly moderate state, and quickly go to South Carolina, her home state. So she's talking to those voters back there. I mean, yeah, this might be a gaffe, but it's also does speak clearly to what how she sees the Democrat, the Republican electorate. All right, so um, it has very little impact on Iowa voters, very little impact on New Hampshire voters, but you're right. She returns to where she made the decision to remove the Confederate flag from the state capitol. I believe it was, remember, in the aftermath of that uh, white guy going into that black church and just killing black people indiscriminately. Uh, the, Charleston, uh, yeah. Right. 
and then all of a sudden they made the move. Now, what people don't realize is every state that uh, removed themselves from the Union had their own secession flag. South Carolina had its own. Right. I've spent time at Myrtle Beach looking at all these golf courses when I organized Guardian Angels in Savannah. And I said, what's that? I said, well, that's the Confederate flag, part of the state flag. That's the secession flag. I said, what do you mean secession flag? Oh, yeah. Every state that seceded had their own secession flag. So you had the Confederate flag, the battle flag, obviously, of Jeff Davis, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Uh, I remember my first time going to Richmond, Virginia. I spoke at University of Richmond. They had the Confederate Walk of Fame, Anthony Weiner, which has been disassembled. Every conceivable Confederate general was on one side or the other. The two biggest statues were General Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and uh, Jeff Davis. And then to appease everyone at that time, this is in the 80s, you know who was at the end, the statue that was at the end? Which one? It was the pride of Richmond, Virginia, Arthur Ashe. Because he was born and raised, he played on the public uh, tennis courts in Richmond, uh, obviously at a time where civil rights hadn't yet really emerged as a young boy. He learned the game. So at the end of walking through like 40 Confederate statues, which blew my mind away, you know, I'm coming from the north. Hey, these were the traitors. These are the guys who tried to undo the Union. And then at the very end, they put up a, a, a big statue of Arthur Ashe there, just... Now that all those statues are gone, most statues have been removed, but it brings us back to Charlottesville, which became a huge issue in the beginning of the Trump administration and the way that was handled. And now we see that just hours ago, the courts have made a decision to remove from Arlington National Cemetery the Confederate memorial that has been there ever since the aftermath of the Civil War. You know, I what is in the water right now? The president, uh, uh, Donald Trump, gets knocked off the ballot based on a 14th Amendment section that hasn't been used, was written during during the, the aftermath of the Civil War. Reparations is now going to be uh, there's been a reparation study in New York City, maybe other places. Nikki Haley, right before the, the, the primaries and caucuses, the big issue on everyone's mind is who what the cause was of the Civil War. You know, anyone who thinks that race is behind us as an issue has to just look at this week in our in our history. It seems like everywhere you turn. And by, by the way, I mean, you might not agree with this. I think it's excellent having these history lessons every once in a while, that everyone has to go back and try to say, oh, well, where, what did South Carolina do? Why did we pass the 14th Amendment? You know, all these things. I'm not afraid of, of this of this history. But it is wild that just when you think, you know, when people say, all right, maybe race is receding a little bit as an issue in our country, it, it kind of jumps up and becomes the dominant issue here at the end of 2023. But imagine after all this time in Arlington Cemetery, which obviously we focus on Memorial Day, generally the president lays a reef there or the vice president. Uh, that is the largest military cemetery I was not aware there was a Confederate memorial there, but apparently it's been there ever since the end of the Civil War. But now we're making a decision that it is to be removed from Arlington National Cemetery. Sort of reminds me my first time going to Tokyo, starting Guardian Angels there, and the leader there said, let's go to the military cemetery. They have a military cemetery of all the Japanese, at least from that area, that perish. And, you know, they believe in ashes. Uh, they don't uh, bury the bodies. So 
there were all these little single solitary slabs there in honor of whatever uh, uh, a member of the military from Japan there was. There was Navy, there was uh, Air Force, there was Army, and it's all very condensed. And I almost felt that I was violating what my father had said since he served <laughs> in World War II as a merchant mariner. You don't go to a Japanese cemetery. You don't go to a Nazi cemetery. They were the enemies. And yet how many years later, right, there are allies. Yeah. Obviously, they weren't our allies then. They are, were our mortal enemies. They were trying to destroy us. But these kinds of traditions just, they don't die. Right. I, mean, I remember in a related story, remember the controversy around Ronald Reagan visiting Bitburg, visiting a German cemetery and the same thing. But it is really wild. I mean, look, I am, again, I am fine having these conversations about our history. It's good that we kind of turn over these stones a little bit and look at them. And I also think what we learned this week with, with the, the, the Nikki Haley thing is there is still a substantial portion of America who looks at the Civil War period with, you know, that the, the right team didn't win. They still believe that. And I think that's important for all of us to be reminded we're kind of isolated from this. But moments like this remind us. And, and, and remember, you know, Nikki Haley, she's going to lose in Iowa pretty badly. New Hampshire is where she's making her beachhead. If she manages to hang around, she's going to then go immediately to South Carolina, where I think then a guy named Tim Scott is going to be Tim Scott, who, who was running for president, didn't do very well. He wants to be the vice presidential pick. I think it might be the kind of thing that Donald Trump might say to give him an advantage in South Carolina. You know, that I'm seriously considering Tim Scott, and I would see Tim Scott maybe endorsing Trump at that point. So this is not – none of this, I think, is an accident. I do think that it looked bad for Nikki Haley, and I do think it will get her trouble in the general election, and I think she's got some explaining to do, but it is not an accident of politics. She knows how to talk about these issues. 